Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening, the gospel reading that we heard just a few moments ago, the healing of the ten lepers, especially these words. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we know the feeling, don't we? The feeling to be set apart. The feeling to be closed in. Locked down. Covered up. Socially distant. We know the feeling. It's been roughly 18 months now. The tide and the ebb has gone up and down, but we know the feeling. We know what it's like to be separated from loved ones. Not by choice, but by decree or by force. We know the feeling, and it hurts. It hurts to be separated from other human beings. It hurts to be separated from family and friends. It hurts to be separated from people, especially the people we love, at significant events, or as someone grows closer and closer to heaven. We know, we have, we have a feeling and an inkling that we've learned well over these last 18 months, but we really don't know what it's like to be cut off. To be cut off completely. The 10 lepers knew. You see, leprosy was considered to be a very contagious disease. For the most part, it's not, but the people then thought it was. When someone was diagnosed with leprosy, if their test came back positive, they were separated, they were shunned, they were taken away, physically removed from family and friends. They were cut off from church, they were cut off from God. They were considered outcasts of society and less than human beings. Maybe you remember the scene in the famous movie, Ben-Hur. Judah Ben-Hur has been gone for years and years as a slave. And he comes back. And he demands to know where his mother and sister are at. The Roman officials scramble. They're in jail. Upon trying to release them, they discovered that 
mother and daughter from years and years of neglect and malnutrition were now lepers. They were scooted off to a leper's colony. Judah Ben-Hur, he was told that they were dead. In one sense, they lied to him because they were very much alive. But in another sense, as far as the world was concerned, they were dead. Dead to everyone, dead to God, dead to society. My friends, the lepers here knew social distancing in a way that we will never ever know. They were required by law to socially distance. And not only that, if anybody got remotely close to them, they were required to scream out, unclean, leper. Imagine living your life that way. The loneliness, the isolation. Oh sure, we've been through a lot these last 18 months. The 10 lepers didn't have DoorDash or Netflix. The 10 lepers couldn't get their groceries or their prescriptions delivered to them. They were cut off, completely cut off. And the biggest hurt of all was the fact that they were cut off from God. They could not go to God's house. They could not receive the gifts of God. Not unless one who was authorized to do so pronounced them clean. And we know from history and from scripture to be cleansed from leprosy was indeed a miracle. So now we have these ten lepers. They knew that Jesus was coming. How they knew, we don't know. They followed the rules. They stood at a distance. Can you imagine their pleas? Can you imagine their agonizing cry? Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. We use those words in church a lot, don't we? Mercy and grace, grace and mercy. Grace is when God gives you something you don't deserve. Mercy is when God doesn't give you what you do deserve. In a sense, the lepers were saying, yes, Lord. We're poor, miserable sinners. We deserve your eternal wrath and punishment. That's what we deserve. We are unclean, not only on the outside, but on the inside as well. Lord, Master, 
Don't give us what we deserve. Have mercy. Have mercy. I suppose we could stop right here and spend the rest of our message talking about mercy. There's been a severe shortage of mercy in our world, in our country, in our community, in our church. We don't always show mercy to our brother and sister in Christ. We may be on the opposite side of whatever spectrum you want to be on. Shame on us. Shame on us. Our God is a God of mercy. We, as his children, are people of mercy. How did Jesus react? Get away from me. You're too close. Don't you see the mark? On the grocery aisle, you're invading my space. No. Love, compassion, mercy. Jesus gives the ten lepers a word. A word. A powerful word, a miraculous word, a healing word. He simply says, go and show yourselves to the priest. They knew what that meant. Only the priest could declare them clean. Only the priest could declare them holy. Only the priest could restore them back to family, back to society, back to God's house. They knew the promise that was in that word. God gave them a word, a powerful word. God's word always does what it promises to do. As they went, they were healed. It's a miracle. God in the flesh, Jesus, gives a healing word. And in that word, the leprosy is gone. Their skin was as smooth as a baby's whatever part of the anatomy you want to think about. They were healed. We don't know how far they had gone. We don't know some of those particular details. But we have kind of an odd ending to the story, don't we? All ten of them were healed. They were doing what Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priest. They were listening to Jesus. They were following his command. But one, a Samaritan, one came back to Jesus and gave thanks. This gospel reading is often read on Thanksgiving. And you know the message. Think of all that you have. Count your blessings. 
Are you like the nine lepers that have received blessings from the Lord, but forget to return, forget to return thanks? Or are you like the faithful Samaritan leper and you give thanks to God? Sure, certainly, we could and should be all, all be more thankful. My friends, there is so much more going on in this miraculous healing. Why did the one come back? Why did the one come back? Perhaps it was because he realized by grace through faith that Jesus was the great high priest. The priest who would come in the order of Melchizedek. The priest who would offer himself up as a once and for all sacrifice for sin. In bowing at Jesus' feet, glorifying God, giving Him thanks, acknowledging Jesus as Savior, Messiah, and the giver of all good gifts. We know by the words of our text that He acknowledged Jesus as God. He worshipped Him and Jesus received that worship. He knew Jesus was no ordinary teacher or miracle worker. Jesus was God in the flesh. No, why, why did he come back? My friends, the nine who were healed of their leprosy were happy. They were satisfied. They got what they wanted. Physical healing. And every one of them, at some point in time, either by sickness, or by accident, or by old age, every one of them died. The one who returned and gave thanks to Jesus... He wanted more. He wanted more from Jesus than just physical healing. He wanted more from Jesus than just outward stuff. Jesus, if you are the real deal, if you are God in the flesh, then you, my Lord, my Master, my Savior, my Messiah, in you I trust for forgiveness, life, and salvation. My friends, Jesus has so much more to give than we realize or ask for. How often aren't we satisfied with the crumbs from the master's table when he wants to give us the entire banquet? How many times aren't we consumed with the physical and material things of this world and we treat the spiritual things like the forgiveness of sins and eternal life like they are no big deal, like they are a giant Nothing. My friends, 
Too often, we are like the nine. We've been given healing, washed clean in the waters of holy baptism. And yet we expect very, very little after that. My friends, today, today before us, for all of the times when we have shortchanged Jesus in what we think He can or will do for us, in our families, in our congregation, in our society, in our world, for all of the times when we have failed to believe that God is powerful enough to fix my problems or the world's problems, for all of the times when we have failed to look to God in difficult times and have trusted only in that, that unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. For all of our self-idolatry and lack of thankfulness, Jesus Christ has bled and died and risen and ascended and is really present here with us right here and right now. He has washed you clean in the waters of holy baptism. Every time you hear those words of forgiveness, you are cleansed. He places His crucified, risen body and blood into your mouth. You are clean from the inside out. Why? Because Jesus says so. And as He said, to the one leper who came back, he says to you, to you right now, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Faith has an object. It's Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.